Welcome to episode 255 of Nerd Girl Knits. I'm Chris, also known as Genetics. And I'm Katie, also known as Naughty Nerd. And I just split a stitch, so that's why I was making that face. <laughs> I literally only had one plied thread. Oh, I hate that. Like, yeah, that was, that was not good. So it's the first weekend in April. Yep. <laughs> I blinked, and this year's already a third over, feels like. Speak. So, so what have you been up to? Um, so the yarn crawl happened up here. And that was, like, right after we recorded last. So yeah, around St. Patrick's Day. The day before St. Patrick's Day. So I worked, I worked a 10-hour day at the yarn store, which was needed. It was crazy. Um, and then I've just been working and knitting. I fell down some stairs at one of my jobs this week and sprained my ankle, so that was fun. You keep using that word. <laughs> I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gimpy. At the coffee shop yesterday, I had a stool behind the counter, but it was really low. So, like, I think the counter was hitting me here. <laughs> so, I ended up just, like, putting my knee of the injured foot on the stool and standing. Yeah. Because <laughs> sitting down was actually not an option. <laughs> That's what one of my friends at work had to do when she broke her ankle. She had a scooter that she had to rest her knee on to get around the office. I maintain if I was not wearing my Doc Martens, I would have broken my ankle. Maybe. My foot went completely backwards. Like, my toes were pointed the other direction when I fell. So the top of my foot hit the stair. <laughs> <laughs> like when you scraped the skin off the top of your foot on a treadmill? We don't speak of that. Because it was not just the top of my feet, it was all the way up to my knee. <laughs> on both legs. <laughs> File under why Katie doesn't have a gym membership. <laughs> One of 50 million reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. That was that was pretty pretty bad. And then there was an open house at the local community college for the funeral directing degree, so I went to that this past three weeks, I think, since it's been... Mm, two weeks, I think. Two weeks? Okay. I don't know. I don't know how many weeks it's been. And I sent in paperwork to get a funeral assistant license. So. So you've been busy. I have been busy. And you've been knitting. What have you been knitting? Um, I'll start with a thing in my hand. So, this is the lollipop that you sent me. I think the color is Dancing in the Dark. Yeah, that sounds right. So this is what I was working on when they had the meet and greet with Jess at the yarn store to oh, kick cool. off. The... Yeah. So this is what I was like. On. I'm going to a, a knit. I'm going to a knit along, and I have nothing to knit. I went to the. I went to work at the coffee shop, and I had to text Amber, and I was like, "Bring me." The thing in my stash that's in a bag. <laughs> because it was all bagged up and ready to go. I didn't have to do anything to it. But yes, this is what I was also working on when I met Thea Coleman, because she was there. 
So other about than the sock. Yeah. Um, I still have yet to finish the baby pants, but what? They just look like they look the same as last time I saw them. No. Okay. There's Ten more rows, and I've started the ribbing. Oh, uh, okay. So it's twenty-five rounds of ribbing. Yeah. I've done five. Yeah, because you need it to be a couple inches. And then you do a couple of inches of stockinette and fold it over and tack it down. Uh, so I'm okay. getting there. Yeah. And then I have to obviously fix them. The gaping issue at the crotch. because Right. Yeah, you got to close that up. Yeah. Interesting construction. So you did the legs two at a time and then... I didn't do them two at a time. I did one leg and then I did the other leg. Okay. Because it was... The Regia Parfaits are like skeined up like this. Mm-hmm. So you... Technically, you have two ends, but if I had done it from each end, they would have been different. Different like, stripes. One would have been purple, and one would have started pink. So I had to do one leg and then the other leg, and then you join them, and you do some butt decreases and some short rows for um, diaper butt. Mm-hmm. And then it's like knit 10 rounds, and then you do 25 rounds of stockinette, and then you do the thing where you can fold it over. Tack it down, seam up the crotch, mail it to Connecticut. <laughs> with washing. Pretty sure that's that's not on every no. pattern. <laughs> yes, yes, it says mail it to Connecticut. <laughs> I also found out one of my coworkers at the funeral home is expecting his third kid. And his grandmother, who knit a lot, passed away within the last year. So mm. I didn't want the baby to be without a blanket, so I have started a baby blanket. Out of Madelintosh. That would be nice and soft. Yeah, it's the Harvest Moon. And it's really cool because the edge kind of looks crocheted to me. Yeah. But it's not crocheted because no, Katie doesn't I can't do, do that. that. <laughs> so I've gotten one whole skein worked in, and I've started the second. I have four of these. I'm making the stroller size. That's a good size. Uh, yeah, it was like lovey, and then there's like one above lovey size, and then stroller, and then crib. Mm-hmm. And the crib one would have been like six skeins of this, and I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. Stroller's <laughs> a good size because you can you can take it like in the car seat and all that. So. Exactly. I figure, and you know, it's New England, so it's cold. Baby's gonna need a blanket. Yeah. And baby is due in October. Baby's definitely gonna need a blanket. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I'm working on is the yarn crawl shawl. Did not get it done for yarn crawl. That's okay. And it wasn't my plan anyway, so. So. I have done all of the garter section. What's the name of the pattern? Because it's not yarn crawl shawl, presumably. When rain falls. Okay. Auto designed it. Yeah. So I've done all the stripes. And now I'm doing the first lay section past the stripes. And how much more do you have to do? So I'm on like round or not round, this is flat. Row, like, ten? <laughs> I think I'm on row ten. Okay. And it's 48 rows. And then you do a little garter section, and then you do a section of the lace, and then you do a pico bind-off. So I'm getting there. Yeah. But I still have a lot of this left, and I have to work through this. So. Ah. It'll be fine. And you need to go not on top of other stuff. Stay. 
that's everything. I may or may not have watched the podcast from the last time we recorded just to make sure I knew what all to grab. <laughs> Because I had to look and be like, all right, what was I working on last time? What was I doing? Where am I? Why well, are we in one, this handbasket? There is one whole thing that I have finished. I didn't even have the yarn for it when we recorded last. So. And it's a sweater. Because I'm crazy. <laughs> You're just a victim of marketing. Yeah. It was pretty and in front of me for hours. <laughs> Yarn fumes. Yeah. They're they're dangerous. What have you been working on? Sock! Hey! That looks like you're doing the toe, though. I am doing the toe. I thought That's I might actually one, get right? it finished at knitting group at work this week, but no. But that is the second one, right? Yeah. So I'm almost done, and then i got to figure out what I'm going to knit next. So. The answer is always more socks. <laughs> or you have your sweater. I do. I have dubbed this the year of the sweater because I've made three this year. And it's only April. <laughs> Again, uh, four. The four things I finished are sweaters. One of them was for a cat. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Speaking of foes, I'll let you go first. Is that the only thing you're working on? Yeah, it's the only thing I've had time to touch. Okay, I, of course, I pick it up. Right, yeah, no. I have you one time for that. And it had a piece of cracker on it. What the heck? Yeah, so, um, hi. This is my Nordiska. This was not a thing last time we recorded. <laughs> so I made it out of Harrisville, Shetland. And In I black. redid the charts. Because, again, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> so it is a cropped Norwegian-style sweater. That originally only called for three colors. I added a fourth. <laughs> Are you sensing a theme here? You enjoy making your life difficult. Apparently. But yeah, I had to rework the sleeves um, three times. Because the first time I did it, I did all of the decreases it called for. Turns out, for some reason, I was on gauge for the body. My sleeve gauge went out the freaking window. Did they change needles for the sleeves or anything? Nope. Nope, that's just me. Smaller circumference, I can, maybe? Yeah, smaller circumference. I guess I was pulling it tighter. Yeah. Because I was knitting the body on a four, mm -hmm. the collar work on a five, and I ended up having to do a three for the ribbing on the sleeves just so it wouldn't be too tight when I did a one on the ribbing for the body. And... Whoa. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's like so sock needle. <laughs> yeah. It is a fingering weight sweater though, right? Yeah. Okay. And I also redid the neckline because it's supposed to be a V-neck, so I did it crew neck. Something else I've never done before. So I was like texting on and I was You've like, how do I do this? crew neck sweater? Not when it was originally a V-neck Something else, yeah. Sweater. Yeah. So I ended up just doing um, sh a few short rows on the ribbing. To make the back ribbing a little bit, a bit higher, yeah. Because if you if you look at a, a store bought shirt, it comes up higher on the back, which is why you know when you put it on backwards because it chokes you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's also like these cute. Trying to get the black yarn to play nice. It's yeah, it's not, not working. working. <laughs> there's cables. cables. There they are. 
near the raglan increases. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's done, and I love it. And it hasn't been warm enough to wear it because it's short sleeved, short sleeved. Yeah, yeah. But I like blocked it and woven all the ends before I blocked it because oh my god, it's color work. I'm not doing that after I block it. <laughs> <laughs> I want those things locked in there. Yeah. But yeah, so this is the second sweater I've made out of the Harrisville Shetland. That's what I made my funky grandpa out of, too. Mm-hmm. And also my first... So it looks like it's a good sweater yarn. Yeah. Well, it's also really good for color work, because it's, it's wool. Yeah. It is not superwash. Mm-hmm. So I did the trick with the conditioner. It's funny, because my, um, my soak is pineapple scented, and my conditioner is coconut scented, so this thing smells like a pina colada. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's for- <laughs> Yeah, no, it is It is really good. All of the sweaters I've made have been Harrisville yarn. Lately. This year. Yeah. Because they also did nightshades. I don't have a problem. <laughs> Their mill is in New Hampshire, I think. Maybe you could go up there when we can do a tour. But in New Hampshire, grown in Montana. Yeah. But the mill, like the mill where they do all the spinning and stuff is in New Hampshire. I don't know how mm-hmm. far away f- from you that is, but... New Hampshire's technically pretty close. Yeah, I know, but I, I mean, it could be northern New Hampshire, like up by Canada. Yeah, it could be but... almost in Canada. Yeah, I don't know. I think Anna's been, I should ask her. Yeah, that would be a cool field trip. That would be a cool field trip. Let me finish this needle. I hope that toe doesn't turn out wonky. I somehow ended up with too many decreases on the bottom of the foot and not enough on the top. So I had to like not decrease on the bottom while I caught up on the top. And I've done that before. It'll be under my foot. It won't matter. It looks funky, but yeah, once you put it on a foot, it'll be fine. Yeah. But I did finish a thing. Not quite at the end of March because I had been on track to like finish a thing a month. Mm Because I made Charlie's Mittens in January something in February. What was it? I don't remember. I finished something else. I have to go. I'd have to go look. Don't don't look at me. I have no idea. (laughs) And I finished. Ah. That's one end. Hang on. So it's all blocked and ends woven in. It is all blocked, ends woven in. I woven the ends before I blocked it. Yes. Smart. Wove them in a little bit more after for ones that looked a little short, but yeah, but it's all. I don't think mine is as big as yours. I don't know how mine. I I aggressively block the snow. Well, I everything. I blocked it as big as I could on the mats that I had, but I also think I wasn't super careful about doing all the increases because <laughs> I would forget. <laughs> so, but I have been wearing it the last week or so because we've had crazy spring weather where it's 75 one day and 50 the next day and rainy so same mm. or like 20 <laughs> there was one day in old. march it was 20 <laughs> after like you know the first day of spring yeah so what did you get at the yarn crawl if you tell me another sweater's worth of yarn <laughs> yup Let me, it's on the floor. Give me a second. 
Yup. <laughs> Another black sweater? It's gray. Hold that up. It's gray. Okay. <laughs> it's gray. <laughs> it looks black from back there. It's gray. Yeah, so it's um, oh wool. Fingering white in the slate color. And I'm making a vitamin D. I thought you'd made that already. No. What was the one you've made? Lemonade? Vodka lemonade? Vodka lemonade. Something, some other sweater with a V. Yeah. That's why I was confused. Yep. So, this is going to be a vitamin D. Everybody else at the yarn store made one out of this, like, a year ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what, so now you need one to fit in? Yeah, I'm catching up. <laughs> Fine. And, um, Jessalou was also there. So I got a sweater bag. It's Star Wars. <laughs> And the inside is galaxies. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But I don't really have a sweater bag. Yeah. I have a big-ish bag, but it's just not... Like, I could fit a sweater in it before the sleeves are on there. Yeah. Which is not helpful. And then I also got... More recently... Another sweater's worth of for myself. Black. Nightshades. It's green. <laughs> it it is very like it's green. It doesn't even look black in person. Like it's like Kelly green. Overdyed onto. Next black. time we record, you have to be wearing something not black. And it can't be that I sweater. I don't own anything. No. <laughs> That's not true. I own very little. <laughs> yeah, it's green. And I'm going to do the, the Weekender pullover. I don't remember who that's by. I'm but it's got it. cute, like, texture. I, I know I've seen it. I just don't remember what it looks like. It's long-sleeved. But this is the stuff that I made Alex's sweater out of, so I needed a sweater for myself. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> but it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's their VCR color. It's green. They also have an olive one that's called Insomnia, but I went for the, the green. <laughs> it's called VCR? Yeah. Okay. Here's some light shades. DK VCR. Like the thing you put tapes in? Yes. Okay. They have another one called Talk Radio. <laughs> That's awesome. And the one I made Alex's sweater out of was called Static. Andrea Mallory. Does that sound right? Is the model blonde? Yeah. And it's like a grayish sweater? Yep, that's it. Like that. Yes. So there's like faux seams. Oh, it's like a boat neck, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a Brooklyn, Brooklyn tweed, okay. Mm-hmm. So, two, two sweaters worth of yarn and a sweater bag, is that it? 
Yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> I don't have I don't have any stuff. Our yarn crawl was this weekend, and all I bought, I went to my local shop, and it was because I was out of wool wash. I've almost run out of the eucalyptus that you gave me, and I'm saving the last little bit I have to wash the baby stuff in. Yeah. Because it's unscented. But, like, stuff for me, I just washed all of my socks, and they all smelled like pineapple, and it was great. <laughs> the stuff that I have is produced locally, and it okay. only comes in lavender, but it's That's really good bad. stuff. Yeah. And it makes it slightly moth repellent anyway, so. I just have bags of lavender that I keep in all of my stuff. And then I yell at moths when they come into my house. <laughs> Get out! But that's why I thought it was so funny, that scene in um, Santa Clarita Diet that I posted on my Instagram story that one day, the guy yelling at the moth. <laughs> you think you can come in here and eat my ones? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> So what about geekery? So I have been, well, I finished season three of Santa Clarita Diet the day that they put it up on Netflix because I have no life. Just, the day I, I can't no watch life. that show. It's too gory. I think it's great, but I can understand why some people, it's, it's a zombie show. Right. So you expect it to be gory. But Pretty, just, yeah. There, there are parts that definitely make me go, ooh. <laughs> I am, however, on season nine of Midsummer Murders and at least one person dies in every episode. So. Okay. <laughs> and usually multiple people but. and I've been watching Umbrella Academy with Amber which is the new like Gerard Way Netflix show based off of his uh, graphic novel of the same name and it's about these seven kids that are all adopted by this wacky millionaire and they all are, all but one of them have these special powers it's like one of them can see dead people he's my favorite his name's Klaus um <laughs> And they form a superhero team that disbands, but they come back together after their father dies to try and, like, stop the world from ending. It's really good. Speaking of superheroes, we went and saw Captain Marvel a couple of weeks ago, and it is fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, and I know you haven't, go see it. You should see it in theaters. I know. It's really, really good. I know. And Nick Fury is in it. I know. And, and Coulson is in it. 80s oh, Colson, 80s Colson with a giant like brick <laughs> cell phone. But does he have like bad hair? Does he have like a mullet? No, no. He was still Come like on. he was still like a government agent. So no, he still has like you know government what? agent hair and sunglasses. No. no, government agents in the 80s could have totally had a mullet. No. Well, that's just wrong. <laughs> they wore suits and had shiny shoes. They're not gonna have mullets. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> But it is Go an see it movie. just to support Goose. He is a hard-working actor. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the cat? Goose, yes. Yeah, he was hilarious. I love all of these shows that have cats. Or like, because Pet Cemetery just came out. They redid Pet Cemetery. Oh dear. And the old guy is the guy that was in Third Rock from the Sun. And also Dexter. John Lithgow? Thank you. Forgot his name. <laughs> He's kind of a very famous actor. I know. I know. I feel bad. He's the old guy in it. 
but there are so the cat church mm-hmm. is this beautiful like fluffy he wore a tie to the red carpet but someone on the makeup team every day for filming had to rub vaseline and coffee grounds on this cat to make him look dirty Like, if you ever think your job is bad, <laughs> you could be rubbing Vaseline, Have you ever rubbed Vaseline on a cat. On a cat? <laughs> uh, yep, that's not anything I've ever done. And I used to work in a herp lab, so. Well, there's no cats in a herp lab. There's not. But you still have to deal with weird animals and feeding them strange things, so. Yeah. Well, I'm ready to graft my toe, but I'm not going to do that on air because it's been so long since I've made one that I need to read. And not mess it up. So I'll be doing that later. Um, geekery for me. Oh, Captain Marvel, good movie. Yes. Um, I also read the library book by Susan Orlean, and it's about the LA, like the downtown LA library fire that happened in 1986, that I think burned 700,000 books and damaged Ugh. a million more, and. That's horrifying. It, yeah, it's like just, and I've actually been to that library because I went to a conference with my husband probably about 10 or 12 mm-hmm. years ago. I'm going to say, when were you in LA? A long time ago, like shortly, so after we got, shortly after we got married. I have no memory of this. Um, I mean, obviously I didn't go. I just, I don't remember you guys going to LA. Right, so, <laughs> so we went to LA. We stayed in a hotel recommended by a guy that he worked with that had glass walls for the bathroom so it was right. open to the rest of the room and the bed was on the floor <laughs> so we never took any hotel recommendations from him ever again um, but then the, like the two things that I did was I went to the downtown library to hang out one day while he was you know conferencing and we went like I was like we're going to LA the only thing I want to do is go to the little Brea Tar Pits <laughs> So oh, that's what right. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. So we went to La Brea and we went down to uh, the pier, like Santa Monica Pier when we were there too, and sat on the beach, you know, like yeah. rolled our jeans up and walked in the waves for a little bit and rode the Ferris wheel. So that was fun. But that was all like, I didn't want to go to Hollywood. I didn't like, nope, I want to go do the science thing. And I'm not like, I have other, f- other friends who are also anthropologists. So but who have also gone to LA and that's what they did. <laughs> that's just what you do. Cause we're science geeks. So we always go do the sciencey thing. Um, as, as you do. Yeah. Yeah. But the book, I think the author might be a knitter because the way that the book was structured, she had these things and, and I, I don't know, but at the beginning of every chapter, she had like book titles that were kind of related to what the chapter content was about. And they, they seemed kind of random. So I don't know if they were maybe books that survived or books that were damaged in the fire or whatever. But the beginning of chapter eight, one of the books is Drunk, Divorced, and Covered in Cat Hair by Crazy Aunt Pearl. That's <laughs> that, with the call number. So I got on Instagram is like, look who I found. You're famous. <laughs> and she thought that was pretty awesome. But Later, there's another chapter later on that one of the books that's referenced is an Elizabeth Zimmerman book. So, you know, one esoteric knitting reference, I'm like, hmm, that's cool. Two, I suspect she might be a knitter. <laughs> or a crafter of some sort. Some you know. sort, yeah. 
So, but that was an interesting book, you know, true crime, but not the kind of true crime you think about, but it's, she's still like investigating, like telling you about the history of the library and how that library got started and um, what they did to save the building after the fire, because it did a lot of damage inside the building and it was a historic oh, site. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to use, like they um, contracted with companies that work with NASA to help rehabilitate the books, the one so the ones that had been waterlogged, they had um, companies down at the port that had big refrigeration units for like produce and stuff that they sent all the books there and put them in the freezer so that they wouldn't mold right away, right? Yeah. And then as they were bringing them out of storage, when they finally got the library ready to open again, and it was years later, Jeez. they had to put them in these vacuum chambers to like suck all the, all the air out of the books and the water. Then they got billions of gallons of water out of these books. Oh God. Ew. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. So it was like what the effort that they went to, to, to try to rehabilitate the collection that they had had. They had the largest collection of patents in the Western U S and that whole collection was just destroyed. Like poof, they, they couldn't replace it. Yeah. It was pretty awful, but if, but the library is a fun place to hang out if you've never been there and it's still in the, the old like art deco style building in the middle of downtown, which is nice. That reminds me, I actually finished a book recently too, and I totally forgot about it until you were talking. What? Um, Queer Magic. I hmm. don't remember the author, but it's basically an anthropological look at like um, belief systems around the world that focus specifically on like queer gods. Okay. And, like, you know, there there are some cultures where queer people are seen as, like, almost godlike. Or are able to communicate with... With the spirit world. In a different way, yeah. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a whole book about it, and he, he goes into every continent and, like, breaks everything down. It's oh, cool. really cool. There's, like, the, the section on Africa was a bunch of stuff that I had never heard of before. Yeah. So, like, I was actually learning things, and it was great. <laughs> I was trying to remember because we had watched, there was a, a recent episode of Secrets of the Dead on PBS, which is an archaeology show, but they they did one about the myth of King Arthur. Awesome. That was really cool that you should go back and watch. But then oh, yeah. like, later on, like this week, we watched one that was about kind of vampire mythology and origins. It's from a couple of seasons ago, I think. But I was trying to remember, <laughs> right, I was trying to remember that book. <laughs> that I had read in college and had told you about that you had read too. And I think it's by like Paul Barrett or something. I know it's, but it's all about. It's vampire lore. Right. Vampire folklore and kind like, of anthropology. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I think, I think that. Hannah might enjoy that book. I just, I can't remember what it's called now. So I need to try to find I, it. We'll do some digging and yeah. see if I can help you. Cause yeah, that's, yeah, so in ninth grade, we had to do a research paper, and I wrote mine on whether or not Twilight vampires are actual vampires. <laughs> Got an A+. I was that kid. Um, <laughs> but that was one of the books I used. For I thought time. you had written a paper on Vlad the Impaler at one point, too. Oh, I did that, too. Seventh grade. Okay. We had to do a biography. I wrote a biography on Vlad the Impaler, because, again, I was that kid. <laughs> and now I'm studying to be a mortician. It all adds up. <laughs> I'm just a little creepy. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and 
And then I also read Michelle Obama's memoir. Yes. It was, so if you listen to the audio version, she (laughs) reads it. Yes. (laughs) And it starts from when she's a little girl on the south side of Chicago and her dad works for the city of Chicago as a, he works for the water department, I think. So he's like a lifelong city employee and and he actually... Um, was diagnosed with MS when she was pretty young. So he lived with that for decades. Yeah. But it's all about her growing up and going to school and having a school counselor tell her that she wasn't really Princeton material and applying to Princeton and going anyway. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And graduating from Harvard Law. I didn't, I didn't realize, I mean, I had seen some other movie on Netflix that was about kind of when she and Barack met but she was actually a practicing lawyer mm-hmm. before he got to law school, even though he's three years older than her. So mm-hmm. he had been doing, he would be, he'd been doing like community um, organizing stuff and then finally decided that he was going to go to law school. So by the time he came to intern at her office after his first year, he was 28. And normally what she, what she said in the book is that they, they only take interns after their second year in law school because they don't have enough experience to come in after the first year, but they thought he was so great and accomplished that he could totally handle it coming in after only one year. And then he went back and was like the, I don't know if they call them the president or what, like of the Harvard law review. Like he was the head of yeah that when he went back. So, and I, I heard that his memoir is going to come out later this year, but oh. Michelle's, is currently the best-selling memoir of all time, apparently. That's Sold so like great. a billion copies or something. That's so great. And it was the best-selling holiday book in the UK by a woman of color ever. Amazing. Um, and by any woman except for J.K. Rowling for the last Harry Potter Whoa. book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you haven't read it, it, it's a good read. Um, I enjoyed it. And the fourth Victoria Speedwell novel came out, and I, I did not know it was coming out. It was a total shock when I saw that it was available on Audible, and I went, like, that was the thing I got with my credit. Yeah. But it's fantastic. All of those books are great. And I just started listening to And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. Okay. I've, I've never, never read, read any Agatha Christie stuff. before. This one is read by Dan Stevens. him (laughs) it's based on kind of this creepy nursery rhyme about soldiers and these people all get invited to this house out on an island and start dropping dead and you're like what's going on yeah so it kind of sounds like it's kind of like clue right yes (laughs) a movie (laughs) so far it's really good and i also just finished spinning silver by naomi novik who also who wrote uprooted and I had tried to listen to Uprooted, and they had um, a narrator with a very heavy Eastern European accent because that's where the, I remember that's where it was set. But I personally could not could listen it? to the book. I read the book. The book was great. Um, this author and this Spinning Silver is sort of it's not a sequel to the first book. Um, it's kind of set in the same world sort of like eastern european folklore but loosely based on the rumpelstiltskin i was gonna ask just given the title but 
in this case, the, the Rumpelstiltskin is um, a Jewish woman who's the daughter of a moneylender. So Whoa. she's turning silver into gold, right? And it turns out there's a... So Chernabog is in this and is a bad guy. And then, yeah, and then his his kind of nemesis is the, the White Lord who's like the Lord of Winter. So it, it reminded me a little bit of um, the series that I finished back in January that was like the bear and the nightingale and right. Cause there was the winter Lord and then the bears, the bad guy, but, but this isn't quite Russian. I think it's actually taking place maybe in Lithuania. Oh, okay. Um, but it was, it was a good book. Speaking really enjoyable. American God season two is out <laughs> and it's really good. <laughs> the latest season of call the midwife just started on PBS too. You need to read American Gods. I know you tried the show and it was too gory for you, but the book is not that gory. So you I'll have to, to see it. if they have it at the library. Maybe I can check it out. Or like, see if Neil reads the audiobook because he. Probably oh, he does. does. I think he reads all of his audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. Well, then get the audiobook because Neil reading it has got to be like amazing. Yeah. He always does a good job. You've listened to Stardust by him, right? Yeah. So good. Ugh. <laughs> I've read Stardust, I've listened to it, I've read the graphic novel, I've seen the movie so many times I have it memorized. <laughs> That's probably my favorite Neil Gaiman thing ever. Yeah. Ever. Except for maybe Coraline. Which I tried to watch with Charlie once, but she thought it was too scary. She's still too young, I think. I read that book in eighth grade and I had nightmares for a week. Okay, yeah. She's and it was a kid's young. book. Yeah. Like. Well, I, I listened to the Graveyard book with her and she wasn't creeped out by that. The other mother is very scary. Yeah. She's trying to sew, like, buttons onto her eyes, and she's just really creepy. <laughs> and at one point, she's, like, half spider. It's not... No. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So, like, she'll get there. She's not there. <laughs> she'll get there. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Because I have a cake to put together. Yeah. Hopefully the custard good. is set now. Yeah. Three layers of cake and custard. Custard-ish. It's like a filling-slash-frosting... I don't know. It has 10 egg yolks, a cup of not maraschino cherries because they had what they call bada bing cherries instead. So they're dark cherries. Whoa. Okay. They're really good. I had one. Um, I love maraschino cherries, but you can get them by the jar at Whole Foods. I've seen those. And they still have the stems on. I've, I, I've only but gotten the maraschino dark, cherries. But they I've have seen. dark cherries and they are freaking delicious. <laughs> and like, chopped up raisins and half a cup of bourbon because this is a Southern cake. Uh, yeah, the last one I, the last cake that I made was a lady Baltimore cake and it had two thirds of a cup of sherry in it because you soaked figs Ew. and raisins in it. I'm not it a was, fan of sherry. It was all, it was all right. Yeah. I think this will probably be a better cake, but no, wait, I haven't looked ahead it. to see, cause we're in the 1900s now and I'm wondering like, do all the cakes have alcohol? I don't know. <laughs> You get a box of Funfetti, and you put <laughs> coconut rum into the cake mix. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I don't want to know how you know that, but okay. College. <laughs> you put it into the cake mix before you bake it. So I also went to college. You, you only you get... You never did that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Yep. Bye. Bye.